Welcome to the Elevate Your Running podcast with Sarah Manderscheid and Austin Myers. We are here to talk about all things running and life to elevate you, not only in training, but also in your personal journey and relationships. We believe in lifting others high and supporting you not just in training, but how to also help you maximize the life you want to live. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to stay up to date on all future episodes and leave a review through the platform in which you're listening. Your support helps us to continue to build a community of like-minded people who strive to elevate their body, mind, and spirit through running. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Elevate Your Running podcast with your hosts, myself, Austin Myers, and my co-host, Sarah Manderscheid. We are so happy that you've joined us today. It's a special episode that we're releasing on the eve of Global Running Day, which we will dive into. Sarah, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, Austin. I'm very excited. It's It's an amazing week. Global Running Day is tomorrow. The Boulder Boulder race was yesterday. There's a lot to celebrate. Absolutely. It's a celebration. It's a beautiful time of the year to get out there and run. And we want to celebrate the thing that we love so much. So in today's episode, we are going to be sharing our unique individual three truths about running. So Sarah has collected and brainstormed three truths that she believes about running. And I have collected and brainstormed three things that I believe to be true about running. We have not shared these with each other. So we are going to have um, a genuine discussion about what these things mean to us and kind of connect through that. But we want to start today the way that we start every single episode with our elevated moment. So Sarah, do you want to kick us off with your elevated moment for the week? Absolutely. Um, Yesterday, the Boulder Boulder was back in person in Boulder for the first time since the pandemic. And, you know, they had an incredible day. Um, 50 to 60,000 runners lined the streets of 30th and Walnut to start out. Uh, The race starts at 7 a.m. It goes through most of the morning. Everyone is kind of divided up into waves based on their time that they gave when they registered. And such a beautiful day, warm morning, great day. Um, But it just feels really good that it's back. You know, last year they had a, I think it was called... um, Boulder on the run, and they had um, different locations around the Boulder, Denver area, um, but it just wasn't the same. Um, my sister and I ran through Interlochen, like, uh, I want to say it was like an office building complex for our 10K, and it was really tough. And the year before that, it was just virtual. So, very, very exciting that it's back. Um, A lot of Elevate athletes and friends uh, ran yesterday, so that was amazing to just be surrounded with all good feelings around running and racing and community, and it's on the eve of Global Running Day, so it just kind of goes hand in hand together and just an incredible week. In the short time that I lived in that area of Boulder, Colorado, I heard so much 
about the Boulder Boulder, um, and it's an event that I do wish I was there for because I know it's an amazing celebration of running on Memorial Day weekend and perfectly set up near Global Running Day. So it's an awesome elevated moment to hear. My elevated moment's going to be pretty simple, and it's that we get the opportunity to celebrate running and what that does for people of all ages and ability levels. It's something that allows us to um, gain a, a larger appreciation for life. It's something that allows us to live this life more deeply and uh, it's something that I'm grateful for every day. The opportunity that I have to get outside and go on a run is something that I do my best not to take for granted. And Sarah, I know you're in the same boat with that. So um, Global Running Day is my celebration today and what it means for my life as a whole. But we want to jump right into our topic of the day because it's something we're excited about. It's a discussion that I'm looking forward to having and hearing your three truths about running. So what we'll do, Sarah, is I'll allow you to kick us off with your first truth uh, about running, the first thing that you believe to be true about running, and then I will follow up with mine, and we'll just kind of have the discussion flow from there. Yeah, love it. Okay, so number one, consistency and hard work will equal results parentheses over time. <laughs> um, so this one, this is going to be really fun, Austin, to see like how we overlap if we overlap with our truths. But I feel like, and I know from an athlete perspective, from a coaching perspective, we can all go through different seasons in life. And sometimes we are crushing training and we are crushing what we want to do. And then there's other seasons where we have to take a step back and get to take a step back and say, Oh, I need to slow my roll because this just doesn't feel good. Things aren't happening. Um, and that's okay too. But if you continue to be consistent, to put the hard work in and to show up over time, you will see results. Um, that could be in one marathon training cycle and be queuing or racing, you know, your first marathon. It could take five years to be queue. It could maybe never happen. But if you can continue to put the hard work in, be deliberate. Um, we talked a lot about that in the last episode. Um, you will see results. It's so, so, so fun to see. I've seen it in my own training, you know, with the Boulder Boulder run yesterday, I was talking to my coach a few weeks before the race. And I guess it was actually the week before the race. And I wasn't really planning to race it. I didn't want to race it. Um, I am doing a lot of racing. You know, I ran a 5k, a few weeks ago, I'm racing grandmas. I didn't want to have racing fatigue going into grandmas because that is a much more important race to me than the Boulder Boulder 10K. Although fun, um, don't and didn't feel the need to race it. But anyways, he wanted me to race it. And what we did, uh, what I did was I went back and looked at all the years I ran the Boulder Boulder. And I've run, you know, I ran it last year with my sister while we were, you know, on the run. Um, I ran it virtually in 2020. My sister and I had shown up, uh, for a few years consecutively before that I ran it the very first year that I lived here. And 
Um, and I've seen progress with my time, with my splits, how I've shown up as an athlete. The last time I raced it in person, I wasn't even using a coach. I hired Nell a few months after that. So, um, so it's really, really fun to see that over the course of time, time is going to pass anyways, right? You get to see the hard work that you've put in day in and day out. Um, so that is truth number one for me. Austin, what about you? That is excellent. My first truth is you get out what you put in. And I wanted that to be the first truth because I feel that the next two align perfectly with that mindset. We get out what we put in. Yeah. If we go out there on an, on, even if it's a consistent basis or an inconsistent basis, if we go out there and we're not focused and other areas of our life, and this happens, um, it's just about, you know, tuning into the fact that you can adjust and you can refocus your intentions. But when we go out there and, and we invest ourselves and the energy and the time that we've allocated to our run on that day, and we allow that, like you were mentioning with consistency, we allow that to occur day after day, week after week, that's where we see the results. But if we mm -hmm. think that we can just go out the door every day, give uh, a minimal amount of effort and see results, it you'll see results in the same way that you see the investment that you put into it. So we get out what we put in. And if we can invest our energy into it, not only will we get the physical results, but what I want to discuss moving forward is we will get much more than just the physical results of running. It'll become a passion. It'll become something that you adopt into your lifestyle and allow to influence you as a person. But that begins with putting yourself into the sport, putting yourself into the act of getting out there each day and running. And when we can do that, that allows us to not only develop physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. Oh my gosh. I love that. Austin, like racing doesn't just happen or the race results don't just happen. Like my coach and I've talked about that. It's like putting the work in training day in and day out for the results to happen. Um, it's so easy to see on Strava, to see on Instagram, people running fast, um, people crushing training or crushing races, um, and it's easy to think like, oh yeah, I can do that too, but then be super inconsistent with training, not show up and think it's just going to happen. Well, I mean, as a coach, I can say, I've seen it on both sides of the coin. I've seen people super committed all in, and they see really great results. Now, of course, sometimes it doesn't happen and that's okay too. Um, but I've also seen the other side of where there's the inconsistency, the excuses, um, not showing up, not being all in, and then they race poorly and wonder why it's, it's all, um, it's all connected for sure. Um, and, so I love that. Sarah, I think that yeah. part of it comes down to understanding the intention of each day, right? So, yeah. you know, for us, um, in our training and last episode, we talked a lot about base building and what that looks like. Sometimes the 100% that you can give on that day is making sure that you keep your easy pace easy. Your heart rate is dialed into that aerobic zone. Yeah. And when you're able to follow 
the guidelines or the the goal of that workout that is getting out exactly what you're going to put in because working towards that goal building that aerobic base will ultimately help you to then have a greater engine for racing and you see that result come out when you're doing your workouts and the same thing's the case there when you're going into a workout be mindful what is the goal of this workout what am i trying to develop and hopefully you're working with a coach who can communicate that effectively to where you as an athlete understand my goal today is to produce this result. And through that result, I am able to become a stronger runner in this way. And that's what we love to communicate as coaches. And that's what I love to adopt as an athlete is understanding every single day. I have a purpose for my training and I get to adopt that purpose. I get to fulfill that intention and I get to make the most out of the opportunity. Oh my gosh. I love that. Austin. Thanks for that ad. I think it's very important. You know, we talk a lot about easy running and how important it is to stay in that aerobic zone when you're in an easy or recovery day. But I also think it's important to note that when you have a speed workout or workout day, or maybe you're in a recovery phase, kind of building into a new phase and there's a steady flow effort or cruise effort to really dial in, read the instructions in final search or whatever program you're using and not overshoot the pace. I've had athletes do that too. And I think, oh gosh, like that was not the intent to go all out. The intent was the pace listed in the workout for a very specific reason um, and making sure that you're really committed to what is on you know, on your digital app or on your paper training plan, um, because every workout every day has an intention around it. Um, there's going to be some days where you're doing VO two max work and you might be looking to run as hard as you can until you hit that failure point. Right. Um, there might be other days where we're looking to progress through the workout to show up as strong as possible at the very end. There might be days where I, you know, noted as like cruise or steady flow, like, Hey, we're just looking to stay in this, like comfortably hard pace, nothing more. I think threshold pace is a super great, um, example of where we really want to stay inside a certain pace and not go way over threshold because the benefits, um, are severely out outnumbered by, um, the costs that your body mind and training might take by going way too hard. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that you added on there. And these are lessons that I think we've both learned as athletes oh, yeah. um, and certainly <laughs> seen as coaches. And, and that's part of what I love about running. And this is not one of my truths, but it certainly could be like, it's a very shared experience, um, which is a really cool thing to see. And, and that really just brings it together. Uh, before Global Running Day as well. But yeah. let's go ahead and hop into our second truth. Sarah, do you want to share yours? Yeah, number two, 100% is possible 100% of the time. And I love this phrase for all things in life, not just running, but dialing it back into training and running. I think it's huge because we are the only person or the only thing that can get in our own way. Um, anything is possible. If you're willing to put in the work, 
the time, the dedication. Um, I have, it's actually my registered dietitian. She's also a friend. She ran the Houston marathon. I love this story. And if you're an athlete, you probably have heard me say this to you because I think it's, it just kind of hits the nail on the head. Like she ran the Houston marathon in 2022. She was going for an OTQ and she got it. And I think she ran a 234. She's super fast. And Aaron, um, do you mind if I interject and just clarify Olympic trials qualifying time? Yeah. So yeah. An OTQ. Very, yep. very fast time standard. Yeah. So the standard for women, I think, is a 237 this year. She ran a 234, I believe. Um, so well under. And um, she shared that, you know, eight years ago, whatever that pace comes down to, it might be like a 540, 535, something like that. That was her 10K pace eight years ago. And her coach told her eight years ago, like one day that's going to be your marathon pace. Okay. Can we all just have a second to have our mind blown right now? Like for going from 6.2 to 26.2 is a really huge jump for a pace of that, um, nature or any pace, right. When we're thinking about it in terms of our own, like our own racing. But I think I love that story because it just shows the power of running and showing up and how, if you're all in and giving it your all. And of course we have seasons where we don't need to do that. We get to have the rest and recovery seasons. That's only going to set us up for success to be able to train for something of that caliber. Um, Anything is possible if you put your mind, body, and soul into it. We are human beings. We are powerful. We are strong. And we are able to create something super awesome and magical if we really want to, right? The power of manifestation, the power of hard work, and um, the power of showing up. Yeah, that's great. And I love that story. I know you've told it to me before. Um my second truth is this with running, you can't fool yourself, but you can shock yourself. And I think that that carries over from that story because we cannot fool ourselves in terms of our current fitness levels. I've said it many times, we can't outrun and we shouldn't try to outrun our fitness levels, whether it be in a race or in a training session. It's important that we're mindful of where we're currently at by no means do we want to limit ourselves. However, when we can train within specific zones, like you were mentioning a threshold zone, an easy pace zone, which I think for many athletes, it's extremely hard to consistently run in that easy pace zone. We always yeah. want to run just a little bit faster in that gray area. But when we don't fool ourselves and we're honest with where our fitness is currently at, that allows us to then stack the bricks and build the foundation that over time we can shock ourselves. We can show amazing progress and results over the course of, like you said, Sarah, eight years. Mm -hmm. We're looking at close to a decade of work, but with that commitment and with that honesty within our training and just a commitment to, you know, what we need to do out there to get better that allows us to shock ourselves in the long run and really produce amazing results that were hard earned. 
Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I ran my first half marathon in 2010. It was the rock and roll half marathon in Denver. I ran a 204. I am now on the cusp of running hopefully, or I am, let's, I'm just going to be confident in this. I am running a sub 90. So a minute or an hour and 30 minutes, um, at grandma's, you know, in three weeks. And that's the power of running and showing up and being consistent and all the things. So it's super important. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting to me when I have athletes say, I can't run easy coach, Sarah, I just can't. And I say, well, everyone can, it's just a matter of, of being able to, or, you know, committing yourself to do it. And I share the story of, you know, my coach, his P- marathon PR is a 241 at Boston. He completely annihilated the Hills, annihilated, super consistent splits. I think he was like five second buffer for the entire 26.2 miles, just annihilated it. And, you know, that comes down to a 608 pace for a marathon on one of, in my opinion, a very tough course, maybe the toughest course in America. Um, he often runs 930, 945, 10-minute pace when we're doing our community group runs in Denver, when we're, you know, training with our athletes in our winter and summer training groups. And I use that analogy. It's like the pendulum swing of the pace. Like if someone like that can run easy or Kipchoge or Molly or uh, Emma Coburn or whoever you want to think about in terms of their race potential versus their easy running, if they can do it, if Tucker can go from a 608 to a 945 pace, anyone can go from, let's say a nine minute per mile half marathon to an easy pace of maybe around 11. You can do it too. And I think it just comes down to weighing the value of both. Like I think we place such a large value on those fast paces that we diminish the importance of running easy. And that's something that we certainly try to emphasize as coaches, because when we're thinking about endurance running and training for a half marathon or a full marathon, we have to have that engine. And that engine is only built through those slower miles that allow our aerobic system to adapt over time. And that's really the beautiful part of this process is that adaptation takes a significant amount of time you cannot get into the sport of running and expect to see uh, long-term results achieved in a short period of time will you see results absolutely adaptations come pretty quickly for newer runners but once you creep into that intermediate range that's where you really need to start adopting that mindset of this is the long game not only are your races a long game And this is, you know, a marathon, not a sprint, but you are adopting the long game of it may take me a few years to make the progress and the growth that I want to make, but I'm going to commit every day to the importance of that day. And 100% effort looks different every single day. If you have a recovery day, giving 100% effort on that recovery day probably means recovering and sleeping and fueling your body as necessary. And then the same is true for your easy running days. 100% effort on your easy running days looks like running your miles or your given amount of time at an easy pace. 
And then on those workout days, you dial into the purpose of that workout, not just running as hard as you can. 100% is a scale and you have to be able to find what 100% effort looks like every single day. But when you're able to, that's when you start to see the adaptations happening over time. Yeah, I love it. Very strong message, Austin. Um, All right, so should I jump into number three? Yeah, it's all yours. Yeah, all right, let's do it. All right, so my third and final truth. You are not your results. And I think that is a really big and powerful message. A lot of times we can put work into something and put our whole heart and soul into it and control everything that we can control. And come race day, the running gods, the running universe just doesn't align and things go sideways. I think one, it's always a really great opportunity to learn from that. Um, in those days, I've certainly had those myself. Um, but it's also knowing that just on this day, things didn't fall into place the way you wanted to. It doesn't mean anything about you as a human, who you are as an athlete. It just wasn't your day. And the same can be true in life, right? Like if you are working on, let's say a project for work and maybe you miss the deadline or maybe, you know, the presentation falls flat, it doesn't define who you are as a human by any means, you get to learn from it, you get to grow, and then you get to show up a little bit differently next time to see how that moves the needle for the next time you get to do something like this. So I talk about this phrase, I talk about this phrase a lot with my athletes. They've heard it frequently, whether um, they crush a race or they don't crush a race, because we usually talk about it in the race strategy call because I want that phrase planted in their mind. If things do start to go sideways in a race um, and they don't just completely give up, it's not about giving up. It's about leaning into, okay, this isn't going the way we thought it was going to go. It's okay. I am not my results. Let's continue to push forward, see how this shakes out. And then we'll evaluate what worked, what didn't work after the race. Um, But I feel like it's just a really great way to also give yourself some grace. I think as athletes, as humans, we can be extremely hard on ourselves and when things don't work out the way that we want them to, it can be really just tough to deal with a tough pill to swallow, but no, you are not your results. It doesn't define who you are as a human. If you're showing up, being kind, being true to your values, um, communicating your your desires and your wishes and just being the best version of yourself. That's all we can ask for. You're going to show up differently each day and that's okay. Yeah. I really love the way you described that Sarah. And I've heard you say that statement so many times and I know it's something that you wholeheartedly believe. And I think it's an important message to spread. And I love that you discussed that we are not our results, whether we succeed or we don't hit the mark because Mm -hmm. it's very easy to get way too high and then way too low. And not only this sport, but just in the pursuits of our life. And I think when we understand that we are not limited 
by our result. And that can mean if you set an amazing PR and you reach what you believe in that moment to have been your fullest potential, you are not your results. You can continue to work and be even greater than the result that you set on that day. And the same is obviously true, like you illustrated for us. If you don't hit the mark, you are not your results. You are strong enough to continue forward and show yourself what you can make of that situation. So I really enjoy that. Thank you for sharing. Um, My third truth is that you will be better for it. You will be better for investing in your ability to move, to get out the door and run. You will be better for spending time on yourself as often as you can. Because when we do that, and when we invest even 30 minutes a few times a week into our ability to get outside and to run or to walk, whatever you can do, that's where we find a certain level of solitude that this world so desperately needs. We need to find a space between the internal fight that we constantly have going on and the external stimulus that just never seems to stop from the outside world. And when we can get outside and I find this through running, other people find it through other acts, but whatever you do, you will be better for it. If you continue to invest in it over time, you will begin to adopt this practice as something that you need to maximize your fullest potential. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's 100% of the time it is a worthy investment to make. Oh, I love that. I love how your truths built, they built on each other. I think that's really powerful. And, um, and it's something that we can all lean into, right? I've certainly been there. We've all been there. Um, and that's really exciting too, that this kind of just grounds us all as humans and we've all kind of experienced the same things, but we can all go back to our truths and whether, you know, they might be all different, right? Austin, you and I both, we had three very different truths each, which I really thought maybe we'd have one like kind of overlap, but, um, but we can all still align on the same goals and the same vision. And that's really exciting and powerful. Yeah. We decided not to disclose these truths to each other before the episode. And we discussed that maybe that could be an issue if we overlap and have the same truth. But I think we were both pretty confident in the fact that we wouldn't because we come at this from a very similar perspective, which is why we're able to share these discussions each week and, you know, just share our passion of running. But I think that each person who engages in this act activity over the course of time, there's shared experiences, but then there's also the parts of it that are uniquely ours. Um, so it was definitely awesome to hear yours, Sarah, could you recap those for us? Just one, two, three. Yeah. So first one, consistency, hard work, and showing up will equal results over time. My second truth is hundred percent is possible a hundred percent of the time. And my third truth, truth is you are not your results. Okay. And to review mine. My first was you get out what you put in. My second was with running, you can't fool yourself, but you can shock yourself. 
And then my third was you will be better for it. And the reason I wanted to recap those was because I think it's interesting when we listen to those six truths that if we didn't use the word running in there, and I think I may have used it once, I don't think you used it at all. It can apply anywhere you want it to. And that's really the beautiful part of this is that time invested in running is time invested in life. And you're going to live your life more fully by engaging in this activity. I agree. I love that. And I love how interchangeable running lessons and how we show up and what we, how we grow from running can be translated into life. Yeah. So we wanted to uh, release this podcast. Obviously, every Tuesday we release an episode, but we were really excited about this episode because we are on the eve of Global Running Day, which is June 1st, 2022. And if you're interested in learning more about Global Running Day, you can take a look at our show notes where we have a link to globalrunningday.org. And we certainly encourage you in any capacity that you can to get out the door on June 1st or any day that follows, go on a run, go on a walk, and just really engage in the beauty of this activity that we're so fortunate to have. Yes, movement is huge. So get out there, move a little bit, a lot, whatever fills your cup. And um, I'm excited to celebrate tomorrow. Absolutely. So we thank you for listening to this episode. We certainly hope you enjoyed it. Um, You know, something that we enjoy doing is hearing from you all as an audience and as a community. We typically ask you to send us over your elevated moments, and we certainly encourage that you do that each week so that we can share at the beginning of our episode as we do our own elevated moments. But I do think it would be interesting and amazing to hear from some of our community what you believe to be a truth about running. So if you'd like to send that over to us before next week's episode, we could kick off our show right after our elevated moments and share a truth about running from our community. And if you'd like to do that, you can send it to us through elevateyourrunningpodcast at gmail.com. But you can also connect with us through social media. You can find me at Austin Myers 12 on Instagram. And Sarah, where can they connect with you and the Elevate Your Running community? Yes, they can connect with us um, on Instagram and Twitter at Elevate Your Running. And for me personally, Instagram and Twitter at Sayra, S-A-Y. R-A-H runs happy. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode today. Uh, Definitely happy running today and every day. Get out there tomorrow, move a little bit, have fun, uh, fill your cup, and we'll see you next week.